Hi, thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 42. My guest this week is accomplished actor, theatrical performer, singer, songwriter, live event host, director, producer, and LBGTQ community activist. He starred in a movie musical called Junk. He has critically acclaimed cabaret shows. He has his own live stream talk show called If These Walls Could Talk with performer and singer Wendy Stewart. He starred in music videos of all sorts. My favorite ones are Buy and Obey and Free Again. These are among his many accomplishments. Welcome to my show, Tim Moss. It's such an honor and privilege to have you on. Oh, thank you, Lee. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, this is so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, your just story just amazes me. You had humble beginnings in 12 Mile, Indiana. Yes, yes. I actually grew up actually outside of 12 Mile, Indiana. And it was named that because it wasn't not because it was 12 miles long. It wasn't even a mile long, I don't think. But it was um, 12 miles from Logansport, Indiana. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it was a big farming community out, way out in the countryside. We lived out in the countryside, but we were not farmers. But uh, pretty much everybody I went to school with was. So yeah, that's, that's where I learned life, the basics of life, yeah. When did you notice that you had artistic talent? Well, it was really hard there because you know out there there were no professional entertainers. Wow. So I would I mean I would watch people on television, I'd be like, "Oh, wow, I want to do that. I like that. That looks like fun." And then um once I got into like middle school and high school, I started auditioning for like the plays and the swing choir and I just, oh, that was my life. I just, I lived to sing and to act and, and, um, just that whole, the whole atmosphere. I just, I loved, I absorbed that up. And I had a wonderful, wonderful musical director in high school, Mr. Burdine, who's since passed away, but he's, uh, he, he was very encouraging. He was the first person to really, encourage me to perform and to, to, to nurture my artistic side. Everybody, everybody else was kind of like, Oh, you're never going to make a living doing that. You know, eh. you know, don't, don't, you can't sing for a living. You can't act for a living. You know, that's so important. that was the attitude I grew up with. So well to have that encouragement, it's vital mm -hmm. to yeah. plant yeah. seeds and grow performers. Mm hmm. And you made it all the way to the Big Apple. Yeah, to New York City. What a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when I moved to New York, though, um, well, we moved my senior year of high school. We moved up outside of Fort Wayne, Indiana, so which is a larger city. So I started getting uh, accustomed to a city. You know, I'd go into into Fort Wayne and hang out and and perform and such and um then I, from there i started that wasn't far from chicago so i'd start going into chicago on the weekends and auditioning and and getting to know even a bigger city so new york was obviously the next step but the new york that i moved to in 
1982, almost 40 years ago, was not the New York City of today. It was, it was dark, it was filthy, it was dangerous, it was dirty, it was corrupt, it was, it was insane, actually. <laughs> That's what I hear. My yeah, parents it was, it, worked, <laughs> they, no, they yeah, worked in the yeah, city. It, it, was, it was very scary, <laughs> and you had to be on your toes all the time, all the time. And now it's all cleaned up and nice and sweet and and the trains run fine and the you know it's just it's a completely different city now <laughs> now it's a big tourist trap in some areas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you had a career uh, it was in real estate yeah yeah um just touching on my my cabaret show because um, I've since put together cabaret show and I reveal my life story up to now or up to several years ago, um, which most people don't know anything about. Um, that's why that's why I got critical acclaim. It was just it was so revealing and it was so unexpected. But I explained that, you know, I went in looking for an apartment and the guy that was running it used to be in entertainment. And he worked with like Frank Sinatra and Elizabeth Taylor and all of these these heavy hitters, you know. So I thought, oh, great, I'll, I'll help him with his real estate and then he can help me with my entertainment career. And, but he never intended on helping me. He just he needed somebody to run the real estate. So he was constantly telling me, oh, you're not that good of a singer. You're not that good of an actor. I need you here. Stay here where there's money, 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 money. And I hated it so much. I hated every waking moment. And he took me to get my salesperson's license and my broker's license, which I didn't want. And then I woke up one day and I owned the company. Everything was in my name. Oh, no. So I was stuck at the age of 25 years old. I'm stuck and saddled with a business in Manhattan. And I just, I gave up. I completely gave up on, on everything. And so I started reaching for, for drugs and for alcohol. And that grew to very extreme levels over the course of 20 years. 20 years. And, um, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's lots of, lots of dark stories and avenues and pathways and hallways in my past. (laughs) (laughs) And actually it got so extreme that I, uh, and, and again, I tell all of this, I reveal all of this in my cabaret show and I take the audience with me through all of that. Uh, When I, when I started rehab, um, I, I was an amnesiac. I had lost all my memories. I had a brain atrophy where your brain swells and I, I had no memories at all. And when I started rehab, one of the first memories to return to me was, oh my God, I'm an entertainer. I'm a singer. I'm an act. I had forgotten for 20 years. Wow who I was. What a journey. And boy, I grabbed a hold of that beautiful memory and that I haven't let go since. That's great. I, I started getting back into entertainment and the universe just put things that lit up my path in front of me. 
So I followed that bright light back out. That's how I got back out of the darkness. Oh, well, that and the help of a lot of counselors and therapists and doctors <laughs> over the years. <laughs> well, that, that's very admirable. And the fact that you could talk so frankly about it and, mm-hmm. and help people who might be in the same position as you when they hear the story and get inspired to yeah. better themselves and get out of the darkness. Oh, and, and believe me, I... I, there was no way, no way that I could have done that on my own. I had no clue. I didn't know how. So if, God forbid, if, if there's somebody out there that wants to help themselves, reach out for help. Reach out for professionals, for people that know what they're doing and that can guide you. You have to do the work. They're not going to do the work for you. You have to do it. And that that it took more more strength than I ever thought I had. That's incredible. But I'm back. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the aha moment where you broke into the arts? What was that first step that you took into the artistic world? My aha back into the arts? Mm -hmm. It might have been Radio Meat Sauce. My friend had asked if I would be uh, the musical director. He he, He had heard of this new thing called the Internet at the time and there was radio on it and what before we called a podcast it was called in there were internet radio stations and he had a comedy show and he wanted me to do the music for it and i said sure i would love to and from that the radio station offered me my own show which was artists exposed again just fell out of the universe fell into my path and um so i started my show called artists exposed where i would interview different LGBT artists and give them exposure, artists exposed. And um, I did that for, oh my goodness, for probably about 12, 12 or 13 years, I would say. And that opened a lot of doors for me. So I started interviewing singers, songwriters, actors, uh, authors. Um, I would cover red carpets and I would get to interview celebrities and it, it just started growing and growing and growing year after year after year. And I just, I had so much fun with that. But that also exposed me to a lot of entertainers, a lot of people in television and film and theater. And then just miraculous things would just happen from, from in theater and music and TV. And then I was offered a starring role in a movie and, which I I'm was so grateful for. I had done I had done several movies before that, but not a starring role because a middle aged uh, middle aged gay man does not get offered roles starring roles in movies. It's usually a twenty something that stars in it. <laughs> but I'm gonna change that. I'm out to change that. <laughs> You're so versatile. I saw the clips that you put together of uh-huh. you acting in different genres uh-huh. it's just amazing how you can transform from one role to another oh thank you i i just i love it and again it's it's all in the in the process it depends on who the director is and what they're looking for and and i just i have i i love to do that i love to um when I, when I'm creating a character, I bring what I think the character should be like. And usually nine times out of 10, the director's like that. 
they like what I've, I've created and will, will nurture it and encourage it. But then, and then they'll add something to it. They'll say, well, why don't you try this or try that? And, and I just, I do, you know, just whatever, whatever they're looking for. That's what I try to give them. That's great. And the versatility is so important. And you're able to tap into each one of the characters that you play on a spiritual uh-huh. level, dare I say. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that very much. Because I do feel that, yeah, that that is, is a, a big part of it. Because um, with, with, with acting, you need to become that, that persona. Who, whoever you're portraying yes um and and there is a spiritual element to it because you're bringing to life a, a character it's a force of its own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and but um and even even with the singing and the music um i try to even if it's like a popular song that someone else that someone is known for and I've had people tell me this time and time again. They're like, "Oh, you do songs that people do not touch, and you make it your own." And that's what I try to do. Kind of like when I'm creating a character, I try to take the feeling of the song and relate it to me and my experiences. And I could see that clearly in your music videos. Those were amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the journey like putting together music videos? That was that was a whole new project for me because firstly you have to record the music and have to have a producer and you got to figure you know so I I got friends of mine and we we kind of went in the studio and and knocked them out um and then try to come up with an idea for music videos. Now in the first one in Free Again I gave I just put it in the lap of the director. I let him decide the look, the style, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. You know, that I, I just, I let him do that. Um, in the second one, I came up with the concept, which was buy and obey, which that, as I was writing it, it just kind of came out as a spoken word, which I had never done. That was so dark and puts you in a trance when you watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it it it, it um, is is a social and political statement on our consumerism on the on on the way we live our lives, where we're just constantly being told by obey by obey, and we're almost becoming robotic to it, like robots. And um, but I I came up with the concept of of that video, which was. Um, and 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 um, Alex Mercado, I love working with him. He is so cool. He was the director, and he and I had went into Don't Tell Mama, which is a cabaret club in Midtown. Yes, of course. And we set it up, chair on the stage, and we shot that entire video in one take. Wow! It, it, we did not. It, it didn't. So we did several takes of it. But with several different outfits and all of that, it was a very long day of shooting. But we ended up, we never cut the camera. If you'll notice, the camera runs the entire time. It never stops. And he would move up and around me and back back behind me and then in front and back up and back in front. And yeah, so it, it, that was a, an, an amazing experience too. 
and I'm I'm very grateful and very happy with the outcome of that. How extraordinary! That's mm-hmm. just fell into place like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, we kind of made it fall into place. It <laughs> took a lot of work, but yeah, that I and I like that too. I like projects or performances where oh, that looks so easy. You know, even though it was extremely difficult, because it takes a lot of work to make something look easy. (laughs) (laughs) It looks effortless by the time you're done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So any future projects you want to give us a sneak preview? Well, I I don't really have that many set projects coming up. I've got a lot of things that we're talking about. Um, now, one one project is the movie that I star in. We are so proud of that movie. It's called Junk. And we were just starting out on the film festival circuit and just starting to get it out. It's, it's completed. It's finished. It's a full movie a full-length feature. It's um, LGBT. It is a musical. And there's only two people in in the cast, just me and my co-star, Robbie Wayne. It's the two of us for an hour and 45 minutes and singing and telling a story. And um, it it was single-handedly the most incredible artistic and creative experience of my life. It it really was amazing. Michael Michael Penny from New, North Carolina had written this play, and um, I did the. Uh, he was he was in a festival here in New York, and the director had contacted me and said, um, "We think you would be great for the role of Miss Lily." And I'm thinking, "Oh, great! It's a you know because I'm gay, they think that I have I'll have to dress up in drag." I'll walk out on stage for a couple of for a scene and make say something funny and make everybody laugh and then leave, you know, because that's all gay people do. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, typecasting. (laughs) Exactly. So that's what I was expecting. But I like David, the David Stallings, who was the producer of this festival, and he's the one that called me to say that I would be good for Miss Lily. So I and I said, sure, I'll do it. Just send me the, the script. So when I get the script and I start flipping the pages, I'm like. Miss Lily, Miss Lily, Miss Lily, Miss Lily, Miss Lily, Miss Lily. I was like, oh, my God, this is an actual role. <laughs> That's and, incredible. Uh, <laughs> That's great. So we, we did, we did the, 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 um, the reading, the staged reading here in New York. And I had, there was like a line of straight men, older straight men, after, that were there to watch the movie. And pretty much every one of them lined up afterward and told me you made me cry wow. in this. So that it's it was that intense. So I pulled the the writer aside. I pulled Michael Penny aside, and I told him. I said, "You really got something with this show, with this play." I said, "You really, you know, there it, people feel it." And um, so he took it out to Palm Springs, where they put it up on stage for a while in, in California. And about two years later, he just messages me and he goes, "I got some good news for you." And I was like. I like good news. What you got? And he says, we're going to make a movie of, of junk. And he goes, I want you to star in it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's good news. That's pretty good news. there." 
That's and yeah, so we went all went down to North Carolina and we stayed in this abandoned hotel in what I consider a ghost town. It, the whole experience was amazing. Um, it, it was a, an old town, forgotten town that was at the end of this country road by this railroad track. Oh, how eerie. <laughs> and it, it was, and we had the place for a month. Wow. And we, uh, an, another amazing thing about this, the production of this movie was I had done a lot of independent films. And we had had, uh, every time I would go on set of a movie, there would be at least, at least 15 to 20 as a minimum of, of the crew, like the director and the cinematographer and the cameraman and the lighting guy and the makeup artist and the costume. You know, it, it adds up on, at, at the smallest, it was maybe 15 to 20 in, in, the, in the crew. I get down there to shoot junk and there are seven of us total total wow. two in the cast and five on the crew and we all decided that first night we are going to stop at nothing to get this film made and that's exactly what we did that's great that's we, i was i was helping moving you know cameras and lights and setting helping to you know to to We'd move sandbags. You do what we all pitched in and did whatever we needed to do outside of, you know, like being an actor, you know, and we had a ball. So we were all very invested in that film and just absolutely thrilled with what Michael did with the final product of it. It came out very, very well. I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible story behind it, too, that you all band together to work as a team to get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that's just not done anymore in our society so much. So much of the time, it's, oh, well, I'm, I'm hired to do this, you know, like... Um, I'm an actor. I can't pick up a sandbag and move it. I can't, you know, like, right. oh, I'm just here to act. I'm just here to, or I'm just here to film, or I'm just here, you know, to be the camera, which I understand. I can understand that. But I loved the family feel that we had on this, on this location. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And we're all very close, dear friends to this day. That's great. And that will show too in the movie. It helps, you, it helps you work together better and it'll show yeah. in the production. Oh, believe me, we we did all the family things. We ate every meal together. We laughed together. We argued with each other. <laughs> Two would start arguing. The rest of us would just step back and let them fight. And <laughs> but we'd work it out. And an hour later, we're back on set working, you know, just fine. So <laughs> <laughs> That's extraordinary. <laughs> Oh, wow, what a great experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it also it also proved to me that you don't need a few hundred people to make a quality film either. You know, if you have the right minds together, you can accomplish anything. That's so true. All mm -hmm. you need is the right mix yeah. <laughs> of characters. Of, of dedicated people and dedicated minds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The right personalities all merge together to create yep. something beautiful. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's no I in team. 
Yep, exactly. As, exactly. As cheesy as that old statement is, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you would like to say to other artists out there who are aspiring to be great? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Be sure to follow your heart. Amen. Um, listen to your heart. It, 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 you've got people are constantly going to be telling you again, where I grew up, nobody knew that it was possible to make a living singing and acting. So I was constantly being told, Oh, that's just a pipe dream. You can't make money at that. Get a real job. Do you know? And, but they didn't know my heart. Right. I, I, I had to go, you need to follow your heart, do whatever you need to do to find your passion. And once you find that passion, whatever it may be, um, grab a hold and enjoy and do the best that you can. I mean, your your passion, I mean, I've known some children that their passion was to be, to work on a garbage truck. Wow. Wonderful. We need people working on garbage trucks. Go and enjoy it and do it to the best of your ability. You know, what? whatever your, find what your passion is and go with it because that is truly what you are supposed to be doing. That's whatever brings you joy. That is so true. Words of wisdom right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if somebody is interested in seeing your work or contacting you, how can they go about that? Really, social media is is the best bet for me. Like Facebook, Facebook is my main one. It's Tim Moss, T-Y-M, M-O-S-S. And, and I'm on all social media on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the main one where I do most of the communicating. That's where I post first. And if I have time, then I'll add it to LinkedIn. I'll add it to Instagram, to Snapchat, to, you know. Um, but you can also follow me on YouTube. Follow, I have a YouTube channel. You can follow me on um, uh, IMDB. You can check me out. That's That's for the movies that I the films that I've done, it has a list of all of that. And yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And I'm just joined TikTok. So we'll see how that works out. Oh, yes. You can post some <laughs> little short videos too that last a few seconds on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm having fun with that and having fun learning that. And that's another thing in life. Because I just turned 60 a couple months ago. Wow, you don't look and, it. And right, a whole new decade starting. And <laughs> just, just um, well, one, one thing that I've learned is happiness is a choice. You, 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 it's your choice if you're going to be happy or not. And I choose happiness. That's because great. if there's all kinds of positivity and negativity out in the world. It depends on what you choose to tap into. If people come at you and bring you negativity and you take that on and let it ruin your day, that's bad. That's not good. You can, or you have a choice. You could just step aside, let that negativity go on by and you just go about your day. That's what I recommend. I love it. That is so true. It's a great philosophy to live by. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on my podcast. This was such a pleasure. It was such a thrill. Oh, Lee, I thank you so much. I really appreciate your, your asking me on. This was fabulous. I have been eyeing you for months now. And- <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Thank you. He'd be so, he kept saying, wow, he'd be such a great guest. I finally had the opportunity to ask you. Well, I am very, very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to follow your heart, be true to your dreams, stay positive, and stay safe out there. Take care.